0: excited tonight yes. God's been showing us good things has not he? Yes. I reckon he'll keep doing it tonight don't you? Yes. He's a faithful God and we're uh, we're ministering in uh, two places tonight brother Moore as you guys know is in Miami tonight ministering at a church there uh, he ministered last night and it went well and had a, another service this morning at 10:30 and it went well. Um, And he's speaking as we speak. i tell you what, let's just hook our faith with him right now. Father God, we just hook our faith with Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore as they minister in Miami. Lord, we are part of them. And Lord, we just pray for perfect utterance, clarity of speech, Lord, that they speak a word in season to him who is weary, that the love of God flow through them to them. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good, man. we we got ministry going all over the place. Hallelujah. And uh, he's going to minister to us tonight. Uh, you believing with me? Yes. Believing with me. Amen. So good things are happening. You know, I was sitting there uh, listening to Kim's testimony about the lady that uh, was in the traditional church. And uh, I remember when we first started teaching Bible studies, man, we were in the traditional church. And uh, we stole all kinds of Brother Moore's stuff. And, man, we were teaching it big time. And, uh, man, I went home one night and I called my mom and I said, Mom, they don't like me. And she said, No, they don't don't not like you. She said, They just don't know what to do with you. And I said, That seems better. I'm going to go with that. Glory to God. People want to believe in the goodness of God, don't they? It, he's a good God. That's what we've been talking about when I've been here on Friday nights. We've been talking about our healing God, haven't we? Well, if, if you've been believing for healing or know somebody that's been believing, we're still going to talk about healing tonight. So if you're watching by Internet, you need healing in your body, tonight's your night. There's no reason to wait. Uh, God's going to lead us just in the right directions. And uh, we're going to... Uh, change the way we think on things many times you know many times it's just a wrong way of thinking you know a lot of people think well they're in sin they're not doing this right why'd that happen why isn't this happening and they're trying to think of every reason why they're not getting what they're trying to get and the 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 thing about it is is they're spending all their time thinking about why they're not getting it so I wonder why they're not getting it right have you guys ever done that because I have. I spent seven years wondering why I wasn't prospering. Every day I'm wondering why I wasn't prospering. I'm listening to the prosperity messages. I got got all these good speakers going in my in my truck and on my house, and I'm reading the books, and I'm watching the videos, and why ain't I prospering? Why ain't I prospering? I kept asking people, why ain't I prospering? I wish somebody would have slapped me real quick and said, because you keep saying, why ain't you prospering? Glory to God. I thank God that one day I figured it out. And it was from God, and He was much more merciful than slapping me. Thank you, Lord. Because He's a good God. And He's a God of love. And He's a God of kindness. And He's a God of mercy. And everything He does for us is out of those characteristics, out of those parts of who He is. And I won't even say parts of who He is, who He is. He is love. And everything He does for us, everything, everything that happened or has already happened for us was done because of that great love for us. Amen? He didn't just heal you because you were sick. He healed you because He loved you. You know, so many people, they think He got healed because you got sick. No, He healed you because He loved you. He healed you even though you ain't sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ain't sick, you're still healed. Like if something tries to come on you, you say, well, no, I'm already healed. Thank you. You know, it's like somebody trying to give you biscuits and gravy while you already got some. You go, no, I already got some. I don't really understand the vegetable stories that Kevin was saying. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon with corn, you can maybe make something that you could eat. I don't know. Maybe make some bread or something. I don't know. And that green stuff, I hadn't figured that out unless it's Kool-Aid or something. I don't know. Glory to God. We all got to grow somewhere, don't we? (laughs) Hallelujah. But we want to see the love of God. We want to see the mercy of God. His healing is in His tender mercies. His healing is in His loving kindness. We talked about loving kindness Wednesday night, and I figured out I wasn't done with it. So we're going to talk about loving kindness and the love of God more tonight concerning health and healing, redemption, it, it's all one package. It's all one thing that He did for us. We're not, we're not just saved and then we're healed. We're, it's everything. We get it all at once. And, and what we know about His love and how far we'll allow, we limit His love with wrong thinking and no knowledge. We limit His love. He has everything for us, right? He desires for us to have you know, he, he he not only does he desire to have the best, but his love doesn't quit giving. So when he gives you something, it's always more than you need He's in, his, because his love is extravagant. It's excessive. It's abundant. It's abounding. So even when he heals somebody, he can't just stop at that. If they'll come for the rest of it, just like the leper, the, the nine of them ran away and the one came back, and the one that came back, I'll guarantee you, he got his parts back. He didn't just get his skin clean. You know, if he was missing a finger, it came back because he said, you're whole. He didn't say that to the other ones. They got cleansed as they went. So sure, their skin was clear. The other one came back. Why? Because love won't quit. If you'll keep asking, if you'll keep expecting, if you'll keep allowing, I'm going to use the word allowing, if you'll keep allowing his love in your life, it will get bigger and bigger and, and, and the and the excess will go grow greater and greater and it won't start with excess money and it won't start with that. It'll start with excess peace. It'll start with excess joy. It'll start with excess love because the amount that you enable him to love you is the amount you will be enabled to love. So how important is it to, to be loved so that you can love? Because allowing God to heal you many times. And people say, well, anybody would allow God to heal them, would they? <laughs> you got people out there that will fight for their right to be sick. They will. And then they'll come up with excuses why it didn't work, you know, when they believed. That's fighting for your right to be sick too. Right. We don't want an excuse, right? Everybody in here knows somebody that they believe should have gotten healed but didn't. Right? Did I say that wrong? Okay. Your mind thought they should... Why didn't they get healed, right? You didn't blame God. I didn't say you blamed God. But your mind, in your mind, you thought, why didn't they get healed? You ain't going to get that answer. And trying to get that answer is not going to increase your faith. It's going to drag you down. It's like when we were getting kicked out of our house when I was a kid. My mom didn't say... You know, I don't know if God wants us to prosper or not. You know, we were believing for prosperity. Now we're having to move because we can't pay our rent. No, she didn't say that. She said, just remember this, son. God wants us to prosper. He's got more than enough. I don't know everything right now, but this I do know. He's a good God, and you can count on him. And she didn't, she didn't bat an eye while they were taking the stuff out of our house and moving it into the moving van. By the way, I hate moving now. Not because, of, because we moved a lot. But, but the thing about it is, is she stuck to what the Word says. No matter what our experience hasn't been, the Word is still true. And, and when we change the Word based on a lack of experience, then we limit the love of God, we limit His loving kindness towards us, and, and we limit His loving kindness through us. Because what you believe is only what you can give to others. Amen? And the gospel is about giving to others. It's You know what? He wants you well. Why? So you can minister health. He wants you prosperous. Why? So you can minister prosperity. He wants you peaceful. Why? Because you'll minister peace. You'll minister joy. You'll minister love. He wants us to have those things in abundance. Why? Because we give out of our abundance. Amen? And so when we have those things in abundance, We do the things that God has for us to do. Amen? Let's look at uh, Luke 13. Kind of a different direction to get where we're going, but I'm going to trust God. Because He's the speaker. Amen? Our Holy Ghost is our teacher. Luke 13 and verse 1. says, now there were some present, I'm reading out of the NIV so that I can understand it. Now there were some present, I better quit saying that, huh? there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans who, whose blood, Pilate, had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse, sinner, worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. And, you know, people look at that and, they think, and, and you know, I know when I used to look at that from a traditional standpoint, I thought, boy, I've got, I've got to change or else, or else bad things could happen to me. That's not what it says. It says you've got to be transformed. It's got to be, you've got to renew your mind. Because what they're literally saying is because of these people's condition, God had them killed. That's literally what their thought was. What were they denying? The love of God at that point. They were saying, and and people say, well, I'd never think that. Well, you do think that many times when you think about somebody that's sick and you think, okay, now why are they sick? Or why am I sick? Boy, it got quiet. Right? We, We have to renew our minds. We have to repent. We have to change the way we think. We cannot think about something that happened and say, okay, why did that happen? You know, what did they do? What did they not do? How many people have been going through something and you spend all your time trying to look in the Word, finding what you're not doing? Guess what? If you don't know you're not doing it, then it ain't holding you back. (laughs) Right? Has anybody ever done that? And you spend all this time looking for what you... When all you needed was to remember how much God loved you. And that, that's literally what, they, what could be said here. Change the way you think and recognize the love of God. Now, people say, well, that's not what that verse says. It says, repent. They thought because they were sinners, this is why that happened. Jesus said no. He said what they didn't know, what they, what they didn't have, or better yet, what they believed about God. There's many people that bad things are happening in their life because they believe God allows bad things to happen in their life to teach them something. If you believe that, then there's going to be bad things happening in your life. Why? According to your faith be it done unto you. Not according to what God wants. Amen? Amen. I mean, it's it's true. We cannot we have to change the way we think because traditionally we're brought up to think. It's a tit for a tat. If you do this, you get this. When you're a little kid, you're brought up to think. Your parents do it to you. I did it to mine, and and God corrected me on it. And he said, why why are you doing it that way? Because I used to say, if you'll do this, you'll get that. That ain't love. Right? Now, don't get me wrong. You don't spoil your kids. Everybody's looking at me, how do you train them? You know what? You say, I want you to do this so that I can get you this because I have this for you. See, that's what, God, that's what God's saying. I already have these things for you. I'm not withholding them from you. You're limiting me from giving them to you. You know, it's, a, it's changing the way you think about it. It's not changing what actually happened because that's still going to happen. If my daughter doesn't do things the way I know she can, I cannot. It's not that I don't want to. It's not that I'm taking something away. I still have it, and I will have it as long as she lives for her, but she will have to do someday what it takes for me to give it to her, amen, and, and God is that way with us. We have to walk in His ways. We have to believe He's good. We have to, we have to trust in His love. That's the key to this thing, trusting in the love of God, not trying to find out why he wouldn't do something, always looking, why wouldn't he? He loves me. There's no reason for him not to heal me. It it is not based on my performance. It's based on Jesus' performance. Jesus already performed it for me. I don't have to have a performance. I do and, and, and I'm not saying you can go out and live the way you want, but you can't sit around thinking about I can't have this or I can't have that or I'm too much of a sinner or maybe I didn't. You know, I've got to go through deliverance ministry or or maybe I need to. Do, you're thinking too much. Jesus never made it hard. Did you read the Gospels? Can you find any place where Jesus walked up and he said, You know, I'd like to heal you but you're a worse sinner than most. (laughs) Or or I have healing for you, but you're going to have to go through the seven-step program. No. No. If you're doing something wrong, guess what? I have never been doing something wrong that I didn't know I was doing it. Right? Now, I'm not saying I wasn't doing other things wrong, but I didn't know about those things yet. I had no knowledge of them, so they weren't wrong yet. Right, I'm finding out today that there's other things I've been doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? And tomorrow I'll probably find out there's some more. But I'm okay today. Yeah. Amen? Because yeah. the things I know are wrong, those are the things I can fix. Right. So if for people who are sinners saying, well, I wonder what I'm doing wrong. If you don't know, you ain't. Right. And we can't con God. So you do know, admit it. Quit it, forget it, and get your healing. Amen? Amen? Yes. Glory to God. Because He's trying to get it to us, right? Not, not away from us. Go on in this in these verses in uh, verse 4. I said, Or those 18 who died when the tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. What's He saying? Destruction is a part of life when you're not trusting God. It's not part of life when you are trusting God. Why? Because Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly, and so we can have what Jesus came for, or we cannot, we cannot change the way we think, and we can walk around by chance just like these people. They were just, they just happened to be the 18 under the, under the tower. Why? Because they weren't believing anything else. You know, a lot of people say, well, <laughs> boy, you guys are getting quiet on me. <laughs> well, they weren't believing. Any. You know, there is believing and there's unbelieving. There's nothing in between. So if they're not believing God, then they're nowhere. Mm-hmm. They are in unbelief. If we're not believing God, we are in unbelief. Yes. People say, well, I, I you know, if they don't know. It's, it's, that's Satan's favorite thing for us not to know. Right? Because then we're just out there. That's why he's like a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. Who can he but devour? Those that don't know. What do they don't know? They don't know God loves them. That's what they don't know. It's not they don't know 2 Corinthians 9. It's not that they... You know what? I don't care how many books of the Bible you memorize. If you don't know the loving kindness of God, if you don't know the salvation, the saving love, the the tender mercies of Jesus Christ, then you're walking in in an area where healing can't get to. Because healing is within His loving kindness. And that's what He wants you to have. Look at... um, Look at... I'm going to mess my notes up, so it's going to be we're going to have to figure out how to get them back. Luke 7. What we need to know to get healed, to, let me rephrase that, what we need to know to be healed. We talked about being healed last time I taught, right? What we need to know to be healed is that God loves us. That is, that is the extent of the knowledge that you need to be healed. That's what you need to know. All right, so now that's just too simple because, you know, I, I believe that and I didn't get healed. Well, okay. Your sentence is contrary to the Word of God. Right? Because if you believe in the love of God, then you can have the things that that love provides. Amen? If you believe in the love of God, you'll access those things by grace, by faith. You'll access the grace by faith if you believe in the love of God. If you don't believe in the love of God, it's not for you. I can't get it. I'm not doing enough. There's a thousand reasons, right? But what we got to believe is in the love of God. You know, a lot of people say, well, well, the sovereignty of God. You know, He'll do what God wants to do. No, He wants to do more than you can ever imagine. And, is, and then if you'll imagine more, He wants to do more than that. Amen? His love has... It's limitless. It is limitless what His love desires to do in our lives. But we limit Him by, by not knowing that love. That's why Paul said, you know, if there's anything I could want you to know, it would be to know the height, the depth, the width, and the breadth, or whatever those words are, of the love of God. Why? Because that's where you receive from. The more you know of this love, the more you'll have of what the love provided. Amen? Amen? And, and healing is provided in that love. Okay? Luke 7, verse 11. It said, And it came to pass the day after that He went into a city called Nain, and many of His disciples went with Him and much people. Now when He came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, and the only son of his mother. She was a widow and much of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and he touched the casket. I'm going to assume what that word means. And they that bare him stood still and said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. Why? Was the, did the dead man have a bunch of faith or was it his mom who was weeping? What did it say there? Jesus was moved, had compassion. Love is what raised that boy from the dead. Amen? And the love of God in Jesus working through him is what enabled, enabled him to do so much in this earth. And yes, He said, according to thy faith many times, be it done unto you. What was their faith in? It wasn't in their faith was in Jesus. They went and glorified God. So what was their faith in? Many of them asked for mercy. What is that? That's the love of God. Right? Many of them were seeking the Son of David. Who is that? That's the one that was sent from God, the actual characteristic of His love, the image of what His love represents. They were seeking the love of God. Everybody says, no, they were seeking to be healed. They were seeking to be healed by the love of God. This boy got out of here. I mean, today in word of faith churches, people would say, well, that they'd be making all kinds of excuses. Well, it was his only it was their only son. Well, you know. She was going to be all alone. They they read these things and try to find 65 reasons in this scripture why that boy got healed. That boy got healed because Jesus had compassion on mama. The love of God raised him from the dead. And that's why he got healed. The loving kindness of God, that's what it wants to do. That's what it does. If you get it around sick, it will heal it. That's, that's what it does. You can't, you can't put the love of God in a place where sickness is and sickness stay. But you got to put the love of God there. You've got to believe in that love. We've we got to know more about that love. Not know more about why He loves us. Know more about what He's done. Because everything He's done is through that love. He's do, he has done nothing outside of love. Any movement that Jesus made he made in love any person that got healed got healed through the love of god flowing through him it, it, that is what does the work that's what that is the power of god that we are working according to amen and and without that we without the knowledge of that love towards us then we'll never receive his best for us amen if you're if you're sick in your body, if if disease, if it doesn't matter what it is, I'll tell you what, let's do it a different way. Go back, go to what Psalm 107 20. Lord's gonna help us. Lord's gonna help us. People people need to get up. People need to get out of the sick bed. They need and they don't need 55,000 more scriptures as to why they can They need one God is love and he loves you Get up then find out how good he is if you have to Because he's good And his desire is for us to be well And, And we don't need to sit around wondering how to get well He's already made us well He's made us prosperous. He's made us whole. He's made us full of peace and joy. He's made us these things already. We've got to believe in the love that bought and paid for these things. It would be like me going somewhere and getting my daughter something really nice and her never going and getting it because she doesn't believe I love her. Or better yet, He loves me, but not enough for that. Or... She could say, well, you know, he'd probably have done it, but you know what, I, I, I'll have to find a reason for him to first or i, I got to find out why he hasn't, you know. Well, he already did, but why hasn't he gotten me that truck? He did, but, but I don't understand. When's my dad going to get that? But he already did. You could sit around and ask that question for 3,000 years and the truck will rust away while well, you didn't receive it because you were trying to think of every reason why you didn't have it yet when it was already sitting there. And what it required you to do is believe that He loved you and to go get it. Amen? Let's look at the Word. Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20 says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His Word. Who was His Word? Jesus. And He healed them and He delivered them from their destructions. He sent Jesus and healed them. That, this is an Old Testament Scripture with New Testament foundation. Right? He sent His Word and He healed them and He saved us from our own destructions. Amen? He delivered us from our own destructions. Go over to John. Keep your finger there and go to John 3.16. I do. I, 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 I preach probably along the same lines a lot of times, but this is what I believe people need to know. It, it's, it's a receiving problem so many times because we know it's not a power failure, right. right? Because the power of God is the love of God and the love of God never fails. Right. So we can't have a power failure. We don't, they, we don't need generators, we don't need backup lights, we don't need nothing. Our power never fails. Right. We have the unfailing, limitless power of God's love, and that's never going to quit for us. Amen? So it's not a power problem, it's a receiving problem. Right? If you don't have something that already is is already there for you, then what is it? It's a receiving problem. And and if you say it's not a receiving problem, then are you in pride? I'll just use me for an example so that none of you have to be like that. Okay? How many ever times I ask, why aren't I prospering? That was pride. Because what you're literally saying is, I've done everything I should have done and I ain't getting. That's a pride problem. Right? Right. Because, Because I'm now saying, I know enough, I've done enough, I've been enough, Okay, God, where you at? That's a pride problem. So, never let that be said of us. If it ain't going the way it should be going, then we need to find the way. And you know what that way is? Is loving kindness. The way is love. The way to everything you ever wanted, everything, better yet, everything He ever wanted for you is through His love. It's through believing in His love for you. It's from receiving from His love and and, and knowing that He wants you to have it more than you wanted it. Amen? Psalm 107.20 said, He sent His Word and healed us and saved us from all our destructions, right? John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world, That he gave, sounds just like Psalm 107, doesn't it? That he sent his word. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not be sick, shall not have disease, shall not have have lack, shall not have a lack of peace, shall not have depression, shall not have bad things, shall not have destruction, shall shall be saved. He that believes in him shall be saved. Saved. What's that? Loving kind. The love of God saved you. It saved you from sickness. It saved you from disease. It saved you from poverty. It saved you from whatever destruction is. If you you can put destruction up here and fit it in that category, John 3.16 took care of it. It didn't just put you in heaven. It puts you in heaven now seated together with Him in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, amen, and, and having now those things that were purchased at the cross, now those things that were purchased at the resurrection. We have those now, and healing is one of those. God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not have cancer, but shall have everlasting life. He that believes in him shall not be blind, but he'll see. He that believes in him shall not have sickness, but will have health. Amen? That's what it says. says The word perish is another word for destroyed. You know when you go to Hosea, what is it, 4, 6, and it says my people are destroyed or perish for lack of knowledge? Same word. We don't have to have destruction in our life. Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the abundance, to the full till it overflows. Why? Because not only does He want enough for you, He wants enough for those around you. And when we learn about God's love and we begin to operate in His loving kindness, then it begins to operate through us. Just like it did with the disciples when He sent them out two by two, the loving kindness of God began to heal and cast out demons. And that was not, you know, everybody says, well, it's authority. Yeah, it's authority of God's love. This planet is founded on that love. It's who He is. It's not just His character. It's His being. Amen? And when we walk and operate in the goodness of God and let that goodness operate through us, and again, goodness is another word for tender mercy. Amen? (laughs) See, I've been looking at this stuff all day and it's all in here. Somehow it's going to come out and I never know how. It's in here, it's in here, and and it's going to come out. And people are going to get well. People that have been trying to figure out for weeks, months, years why they've been sick and why they've been, they've been trying to figure it out. And tonight it's going to be one word, love, Amen. and you'll be well. Amen? Because there's no reason for you not to be well because Jesus is the same yesterday and today forever. He could, just like He had compassion on that mom, He's got compassion on you. What did it say in other, other chapters? He, moved, he was moved with compassion and He healed the sick. Why? Because that's what love does. Love fixes. It can't not. You're, there's your double negative for the night. Love can't not fix things. When love shows up, I mean, even Brother Moore said it before, even when Jesus showed up and on the Sabbath, even the Pharisees said, Oh, there's Jesus. Somebody's getting ready to get healed. I mean, they were going to complain about it, but they even knew what love did. Why? Because that's what it does. And Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He was, lo- he was God's love sacrificed for me and you. He was given so God could get us back. That's how much He loved us. He said, I'm going to give my very best because you are mine. And I want you back. I want you to be with me. I want you to walk with me. I want you to have everything that I ever intended you to have. I don't want you to be missing one thing on this earth that the devil tried to steal. Why? Because that's your heavenly Father. It's the heart of a Father, and that's what He does. That's what love does. Amen? So God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not be crippled but walk. So that believes in Him shall not be in bed with cancer, but shall get up. He, so he, whoever, whosoever will believe in Him shall not, not have money problems, but will be prosperous. They will, they will have peace. They will have joy. Anything that's destruction or destroying no longer applies to them. It used to be over their head perish. Now it's way over here as far as this, the east is from the west. It went where their sins went. Amen? Their ability to perish went with their sins as far as the east is from the west. And now their ability to live is much greater than their ability to perish if they can only find out how much God loves them. And if they can have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. Have faith in love. Amen. Have faith in love. Too many people trying to have faith in this, have faith in this. Yeah, have faith in the Word of God. But remember what the Word of God is. It's Jesus who was sent by love to save you. Never pray separate love out of it because that is your receiving mechanism it's what it's it's what enables you to have everything that the father ever desired for you to have is him is your knowledge of his love for you and then his knowledge of his love for others right if if you acknowledge those things you'll have everything he has for you and you'll desire everything he has for others You'll walk this earth as Jesus walked. You'll walk this earth. Jesus never got up in the morning and said, I don't know if I'm going to feel good today and am I going to have enough money to minister where I need to... Do you see anywhere in the four Gospels where it even appeared that Jesus was concerned about His own life? No, because He knew the Father's love. He knew... What did He say? He said, Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of this. Well, it was His Father too. He knew the Father's heart. And when you know the Father's heart, you know the Father's love. And when you know the Father's love, you take no thought for your own life. Your thought is gone for your own life and now it's your thought for others all the time because His loving kindness towards you is to move through you. Amen? So as that loving kindness comes through and heals, to and heals and then moves through, it heals others. A testimony is not just so you can tell everybody how great God was to you. It's so you can tell everybody everybody how great God is. Period. To anyone who will believe. Glory to God. So, for God so loved the world. Right? He sent His Word and healed them and saved us from our destructions, Right? If you go to verse 21 in Psalm 107, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord... For his goodness, you know what the word goodness will translate if you go to the Strong's Concordance? Loving kindness. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his loving kindness and his wonderful works towards the children of men. Glory to God. His goodness is His love and kindness. When we say the Lord is good, we're not just saying that He does good. We're saying that He is good. He is full of love and compassion. He's gracious and kind. He's never looking for a reason not to get something to you. He's looking for every reason to get it to you. And if you'll give Him a crack, He'll do a miracle. I'll guarantee you, you give Him one fingernail in the door, He'll do a miracle in your life. He's just looking to help people. That's what He does. How many people love other people in here tonight? Now, are you not looking for somebody to help just all the time when that love begins to operate in you? Why? Because that's the love of God. And that's what it does. You can't stop yourself from wanting to. Sometimes you're sitting there thinking, I don't know why I want to do this so bad. I, I just feel I'm compelled. And that's exactly what you are. You are compelled by the love of God to do good works. Why? Because that's what love does. And it won't quit. It doesn't quit. It doesn't have a stopping point. Why? It's it's infinite. And it's everlasting. And it's unfailing. Which like we talked about last time I taught, unfailing doesn't just mean it'll never fail. It also means it'll never run out. Amen? Glory to God. Is it making sense? We're going to receive it. We're going to get it in our hearts. We're, we're going to quit having questions about God. <laughs> right? People say, well, you need to question. No, you never question God. <laughs> God's Word is unfailing. Why? Because His Word is comes out of His heart, which is His love. When He spoke, He spoke out of love. When He said, light be, He said, light be out of love. People say, well, why is that? Because he knew that it would require light for the earth to be the way he wanted it to for us. God was never looking out for himself. God could have been fine all the days of <laughs> eternity. But he loved us. And he, every time he thinks, he's thinking, what can I do to make it better for them? And when he formed, when he framed the world with his words, he had us in mind he had pretty things that you would like he had trucks that men would want to drive he he everything that he had it all when he framed the world he framed it with words of love he framed it with his heart for you for me and, when, and when, he, when He brought the perfect sacrifice, when He brought Jesus Christ and sent Him into this world, His plan was full redemption. It wasn't partial redemption. It wasn't this part now, this part later. It was redemption. The plan of redemption is made perfect in love. And in that love, He saved us. He healed us. He delivered us. He set us free. He's made us to be like Him. Amen? And there's no reason for us to wait for things. And you people say, well, they got healed when they went to heaven. No, my mom did not get healed. She went to heaven. I'm, you know, I love my mom. I didn't want her to go early. I could have asked a thousand questions like the thousand I got to ask after she passed away. Well, your mom was such a great lady. Why didn't she get healed? Dave, I just don't understand why God didn't heal your mom. Well, you know what? I don't either, but I know who it wasn't, God. As great as I think my mom was, she ain't God. I'm not being disrespectful to her. She was a great lady. I thank God for everything she put in me. If it weren't for her and her prayers, somebody else would have had to pray a whole bunch (laughs) for God to get me here today. But I'm not going to sit around... In this life, wondering, I'll never question again, wondering what what happened in that circumstance. Because it will not bring faith to my heart, it will not bring love through me, and it will not edify somebody listening to me. Why? Because I don't know. And anything else is going to be speculation and supposition. It's going to be a bunch of junk that nobody understands or nobody hears. And it's going to become a new tradition. And we'll have to start a new church founded on these on these experiences that Dave's come up with. And he's found scriptures to pull completely out of their context so that he can prove why his mom should have been here. But God decided he needed another angel in the choir that day. And she can't even sing. So what was he thinking? <laughs> That's how tradition gets started. That's how wrong thinking gets in us. That's how it's got every one of us have it. You may be sitting there thinking, "I'm sure glad I don't have any of that wrong thinking." You just had some. Exactly. You did, because God says you got to do some changing. You got to do some renewing. It's what Brother Moore's teaching on on Friday nights, isn't it? Being transformed. We've got to do some transforming. Why? Because we think like the flesh. We think like we see and hear. Right? So, what did he say? Let's let's see and hear a different way. Amen? Let's look at some scripture. Whew. Lord's helping us. Glory to God. Psalm 26, verse 3, King James. For thy loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. When his loving kindness is what you see, it's it's not what you see, but it's the way you see. It's not, just, it's not just the way you see, but it's how you see. And you refuse to see another way, then you'll walk in the truth. Why? Because the truth is, by whose stripes you were healed. But you have to walk in... You have to put his loving kindness before your eyes to see that. Or else you're going to see the sickness and disease. Right? Or else you're going to see the problem. And you're not going to walk in the truth because the truth just got pushed away for the the sensual. Because what's real to you is what you can feel. But what's really real is what you can see through his loving kindness. And he said, your loving kindness is before my eyes. Why is it before my eyes? Because I've got to see further than these eyes will take me. And so i got to see with the eyes of my heart. That's where I understand how God loves me. That's how I understand that God so loved the world, that God so loved Dave, that He sent His only begotten Son, that I don't have to be sick, that I don't have to be poor, that I don't have to go to hell, that I don't have to have the bad things in life. I can have the good things in life and then go on and have heaven. Amen? Amen? But I've got to have His loving kindness before my eyes. So it doesn't matter what somebody else is going to try and put in your eyes. You've got to get that loving kindness back, it, it, and, and you've got to judge things in that love. Right? I remember I, if I'd get a pain or something when I was younger, my mom would say, well, you're healed. You can't be sick, so you better pray for someone else. That's what she. That was her simple explanation for it. By, you're, you're healed because First Peter 2.24 says you're healed. So I don't know where this pain came from, but pray for someone else. Now, it, now I'm not saying she was saying the pain. You know, I don't know about all that. You know, I'm not getting into that. You know, I know people say, well, I had a pain here and I prayed for this person. They go, well, I, don't, I wouldn't deny it. It's not up for, that's, not, that's not up for discussion tonight. We're not talking about that. But what she was literally saying is the truth says you're healed. So you look at the truth and you look at His love because it was His love that bore your sins on the tree and by whose stripes you were healed. Amen? Who's bore your sin on, who bore your sin on a tree? His love. Jesus, exactly. His love bore your sin on a tree and by whose stripes, whose, by whose love? Whose is love? By, by, by Jesus' stripes, by love's stripes, you were healed. And so she's saying, look at the truth. Get your eyes off the other stuff. Amen? So there's, there's number one. Every day got to look at His loving kindness. we got to look at what He did for us. we got to look at what He's doing. we got to look at what He's done. We've got to be who He's made us to be, not what we see. If you mess up, you say, that ain't who I am. Lord, forgive me. That is not who I am. I am the redeemed of the Lord and I say so. Amen. And I'll not act like that anymore. Forgive me and be forgiven. Why? Because it's what love does. Why did he spend so much time telling us don't pray in unforgiveness? Because love can't. Right? If you can't be forgiven, you can't forgive. If you do something wrong, be forgiven. If you don't, you're limiting His love. Condemnation cuts His love off from you. Right? Why? Because it says I'm not good enough. It refuses forgiveness. Condemnation can never be forgiven. Why? Because it's condemned. You can't be condemned and forgiven. You're going to be one or the other. say, well, I know I'm forgiven, but I just got so much condemnation. No, that's an oxymoron. You can't be in condemnation and forgiven. Be forgiven. If you messed up, hit the carpet. Rep- don't well, you yeah, Repent. Change the way you think. And ask forgiveness. And as quickly as you ask for it, believe in the loving kindness of God who provided salvation, who provided forgiveness, who provided the good things that it was going to take to get you through this life in good. Amen. He didn't leave something out. You're not going to come up with something tomorrow, and he's going to say, whoa, wow, Dave just did something that I did not get forgiveness for. Oh, man, Jesus left that one out. We're going to have to go and do this whole thing again just for Dave. No. No. You don't even surprise him. <laughs> you don't. Glory to God. Either way, when you do good, he's not surprised. Why? He put it in you to do it. Amen? But he does remember you are but flesh. How merciful is that? I I believe for you to do good every day of your life, and I remember your flesh. So I'm going to give you more grace. Amen? I'm going to give you more mercy. Glory to God. How good is that? Right? He's so good that he just can't quit. He, he's, he's, he's already made an open door for us to go through before we get there. Glory to God. See His loving kindness. See what the blood of Jesus did for you. We, we remembered it on Wednesday night. You know, I was talking about... Uh, I'd been talking to um, some of the... and I'll just say the generation below us. And, and, and they're getting deceived by this, this God thing. You know, they all need to find God. i, I got to find God. I need more God in my life. i got to God this, God that. And they've made God a, a, a generic anything you can say. And they've completely denied Jesus Christ. That they, they don't even want to, you know, he say, no, you're going to have to have Jesus. I know, i got to have more God in my life. No, you can't get more God in your life unless you get Jesus. But see, and and I started talking to him about that and I started talking about the sacrifice and the love and and the blood of Jesus that makes us clean and and gives us boldness to stand before the very throne of God and I got excited. Why? Because I started seeing it. The loving kindness of God began to come unfold before my eyes again and it can be that way every day. Why? That's what he says. Keep it before your eyes. Right? Keep it before your eyes. It's like every day we need to put a pair of glasses on that have complete black on the outside, but on the inside it has the love of God. It it, it has the cross. It has the blood. It has Jesus. It has the it has every good thing that He's ever. And that's all you see in the inside. And it's like you're walking through the world, and they say, "Well, you just got blinders on." Doggone right, I do. This is my loving kindness blinders. and I don't want to see any of your junk come this way. I'm going to get side blinders on it too, if I have to, because I don't even want to see your fingers in my way. I'm going to keep the loving kindness of God before my eyes. and I'm not believing any of this other junk that the world's trying to put out. Jesus Christ, what well, paid the full price? He didn't just pay the full price. So I go to heaven. He got me. I'm already on the bus. right it's just a scenic tour for me till I get there now and I get to help people along the way because I see his loving kindness and if I can see it I can do it amen Jesus saw the love of God and then did it everywhere he went he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil he saw the love and he was the love that's what we're supposed to do. See the love, be the love. Amen? Amen. Psalm 1438. Psalm one forty three eight says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness. When? In the morning. Why? Because that's when you wake up. If you hear it in the afternoon, you're already four or five hours late. You've walked in the flesh four or five hours, right? If you if you woke up, jumped out of bed, and about noon you said, Oh, loving kindness, you're late. You, are, you know what? There's a good chance you're walking in the flesh all day. Anybody ever walk, woke up and said, I'm crabby today and I'm going to be crabby all day? And you know what? They are. Have you been around that person? They made a conscious decision. They woke up in the morning with Crabby in their ears, Crabby in their eyes, and they walk through the day with Crabby in their life. should be a song. Crabby in my ears, Crabby in my eyes, walk through life with Crabby in my life. And that's what they do. But in the morning, if we hear His loving kindness, in the morning when we wake up and we say, Oh, God, you're so good. You love me. You sent Jesus for me. What was Did I think I had a pain in my elbow? No, that can't be because your loving kindness is greater than life because you loved me with so great a love that you redeemed me fully so I can have nothing but good things. So my expectation as my foot hits the floor is the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'll not faint today because no matter what, comes around me I see your love I see your mercy I walk in your graciousness I I see the kindness and I be who you've called me to be I'm healed from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep all night long and I wake up again and His mercies are new every morning so the healing that was ready yesterday is there again today and it never quits and my life goes on in the goodness of God glory I hear. What are you hearing? People say, well, I make my confessions every morning. I get my little cards up and I confess, confess, confess. That's great. What do you hear? Right? Have you ever read your chapter and God said, you probably want to read that again because you didn't hear anything you just read. You all have never done that, so I'll tell you I have. You know, you get in that hurry, you get... You get in that hurry, and it's morning, like, I got to get to work. I got this going on, get this going on, got this going on. I got, this going on. I, got to, I got to read this pretty fast. Okay, got my chapter done. Man, that is works. Not love. You're not prepared. And you didn't hear nothing. Amen. What we hear is what we'll listen to. Amen. And if we'll wake up in the morning, we'll listen to the goodness of God and we'll look out. And I don't care if every cloud in the sky is gray and it's lightning in the background. I say, man, we needed some rain. But guess what? We'll have no destructive weather in my neighborhood. We'll have, you know what? Why? Because you've got the loving kindness of God operating in your life, and every thought's like His. Just like when He said, like me, He knew we'd need light to, to have flowers and trees. And just like that, when we wake up, we hear His loving kindness. And immediately we begin to think of someone besides us. I don't care how sick you are in the morning, don't think about you. Think about His loving kindness. Think about what He already did for you. Get out of you. It is selfish to think about you all the time, and that's what sickness is. It is selfish. It will take all your time, it will take all your energy, and it will put it on you. i got to think about me. Why? Because I'm sick. I got to think about me. Why? Because I'm hurting. I don't have time to think about you. I'm sick and I'm hurting. I can't give you any money. I don't have any myself. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, can't, can't. And every other sentence started with I. I don't care if the next word's can't or not. It's still selfish because it's I. And I know none of you all have done it, but I have, so don't. (laughs) Hurting people... Think about themselves, right? When you're sick, who do you take care of? You, <laughs> right? And then somebody else has to take care of you too. So not only do you take you away from the world, you take somebody else. Why? Because they got to take care of you. Now, I'm not saying feel guilty for your because you're sick. I said I'm saying don't think about it. Because Jesus healed you. And the love of God pulled you out from all your destructions. And I don't care what you did. If it was your destruction, He saved you from it. Quit thinking about what you did to get there. Get out. It's not time to wonder how you got there. It's time to get out. I mean, if you were someplace where something bad was getting ready to happen to you, unless you got out, you'd get out. If you're in a place where something bad's happening get out right Amen. how are you going to do it you're going to put his loving kindness in your eyes and in your ears and you're going to think about only those things that he did only those things that he said the, the mercy of god in your life and you then, then if you think about the mercy of god nothing else is going to matter because the devil will say yeah but what about this i we'll go mercy and say yeah but you did this mercy yeah but we'll go, what about that grace forget it devil you ain't got no weapon No weapon formed against me will prosper. His loving kindness is what I live in. It's what I live on. It's what lives through me. And I will have everything that His love desires for me and there's nothing the devil can do to stop it. And when we realize that, it takes away that receiving problem that we had that that, that the devil tried to keep us in deception to because... You're trying to think, and you need to quit thinking. Right? Believe what you hear of his loving kindness. Right? Because it says his loving kindness saved us. Right? Go on with this verse. It says in verse 8, Psalm 143 8, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. In who? God, who has the loving kindness. Why would, why would you trust somebody that doesn't have loving kindness? Would you want to trust somebody that doesn't love you? Millions of people say they trust God and they believe he'll hurt them. You can't do that. I don't care what they say. You can't do that. You can't trust God and believe he'll take you out if you don't do the right things. I don't trust anybody who I might think will hurt me if I don't do what they want. Right? Their life will not be, my life will not be in their hands. I don't even, it's, I, I, and I know I probably said this last time, I don't even want somebody praying for me if I don't think they love me. Why? It's ineffective. It's no value. It's going nowhere. I want you guys praying for me. Why? Because I know you love me. Yeah. Hadn't figured out why, but I don't need to. <laughs> Maybe some of you think, well, because we have to, Dave. Well, Good. Then keep having to. (laughs) I'll take it. Keep his loving kindness in your ears in the morning. First thing, get out of bed if you're sick tomorrow morning. Tonight, don't wait till tomorrow morning. Get that loving kindness going in your ears and your eyes. That's why you want the word playing. Yes, it is the law of displacement. If you continue to put the word in love in you, it will displace the destruction of hate that was trying to take over your life. Amen. But but you it's not just that the word's playing, it's that you you have an understanding of what that word did for you. Right. You got to have an understanding of what it did, right? Or else you'll be like the ones that perceived and never saw and and heard but never understood and they never got healed. Right? Talk, I think it's it's eight or ten times in the New Testament and it's in the Old Testament too. You know, we don't want to be that person. We want to see and perceive. We want to hear and understand. Amen? I don't want it just to be noise. I want it to be the Word of God. I want it to be the Word of love. I want it to be valuable. I want it to have full reign in my life. And I want it to be, I want it to change Dave's walk. Amen? Isn't that what the next verse says? It says, Cause it says, "For um, yeah, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for for in thee I do trust." And the next verse says, "Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee." You gotta hear the loving kindness first, and then if you hear the loving kindness, trust him; he'll cause you to know the way you should walk. So now you're on his path. Because why? You woke up in the morning, you heard His loving kindness, you saw His goodness, and you're walking in His love. And everywhere you go, you are now a danger to the devil because it doesn't matter what comes before you, His loving kindness is in your eyes. It doesn't matter what comes around you, His loving kindness is in your ears. And you now are who He made you to be, not who they said you were. Amen? Not what sin said you were going to be, what mercy said you were. It doesn't matter what sin says. Mercy says you're whole. Mercy says you're His. Mercy says you're powerful through the love of God. Glory to God. God. It'll cause you to know the way you should walk. Loving kindness is how we should walk. If Jesus walked in loving kindness, He was walking as God. It says He was the perfect image of God on the earth. And everywhere he went, he walked in loving kindness. And if he was the perfect image of God and he was the first born of many brethren and we're the brethren he was the firstborn of, how should we be walking? In the loving kindness of God. Why do you think the devil wants to spend so much time keeping us sick, keeping us down, keeping us believing junk? Why? Because you're ineffective and unproductive. Right? Because it's all about you. You're spending all... I spent... Ten years in the Word of God concerning Dave. You know how boring that is? Well, God, I'd like to help people, but I gotta get out of this. I gotta get more word. I gotta do this, and blah, blah, blah. I gotta believe God woke up in the morning and said, Man, you need to see my loving kindness. I'm tired of hearing from you. Are you ever gonna say something new? Because you're all you're this is old. You think I don't see the condition you're in? I saw it before you were in the condition. And I made provision before you got there. If you would look at my love and walk in my ways, then you'd be out of that. And glory to God, when I finally did it, glory to God. I was out. And I, people say, "How'd you get out?" I don't know. <laughs> I was too busy doing what he wanted. Why? Because I began to love others instead of loving me all the time. The love he gave me was not... St- he didn't say, let me give you some love so you can love yourself. <laughs> no. No. You do need to love yourself. You need to love yourself enough to make yourself shut up from now- time to time <laughs> and love other people. Amen? And when we do that, we become a danger to the devil. We become, we become lethal to, to sickness. I mean, think about when Jesus went places. He doesn't say He healed some of them. He healed them all. You think, you think the devil lost out that day? It's a, Jesus went and the multitudes were there and He healed all that were sick. That is, should and is going to be happening here. And in our lives, and when we walk places, people will be drawn to us. You won't go to them. People were drawn to Jesus, right? It doesn't say he went and went and found a crowd. It said he went and the crowd followed him. Why? Because they were drawn to him. Look at Jeremiah, 30-something, 30-something, 31-3. James. I don't know what happened with the rest of my notes. but The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. I like that. I just like to read that part. See, that's one of those things you ought to keep before your eyes and ears in the morning. In the morning, you ought to wake up and say, God loves me with an everlasting love. That can make you cocky, yeah. right there. You know, it can, you know. People say, "Who are you?" I'm everlasting loved by the by the Creator of heaven and earth, and He loves me with it. Not only does He love me, He loves me with everlasting love. In other words, unfailing love. He loves me with. So the plan for me today is to be loved. What are you going to do later today? I'm going to be loved. Well, what are you going to do after dinner? Be loved. Are you going to watch TV tonight? I'm going to be loved. If I watch TV, I'll be loved while I watch it. Why? Because He loved me with everlasting love and it just don't stop. As I walk around, everlasting love surrounds me, everlasting love's on me, everlasting love's around me, everlasting love's through me, and it's everlasting. So guess what? It don't stop. Because He loved me with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I... Drawn thee, loving kindness and goodness, same thing. Romans two, for the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Amen. The goodness of God is what draws men in. the The loving kindness is what draws people to us. Amen. So you don't have to go out looking anymore. Everywhere you walk, you're, the loving kindness of God is drawing people to you. You don't have to wonder who you're going to minister to. They're coming. Just wait. And you'll have it if you're operating in the loving kindness and you're healed by the loving kindness and you're you're ready to do what what is working through you and in you, the loving kindness of God. And as as He used it to draw you, that's how you got saved. You saw the loving kindness. You saw that Jesus came and He died for you. And you saw the love of God and it drew you. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto you. What did he lift up? Jesus, the perfect image of God's love. And it drew people. Right? And what did they get? They got saved. They got delivered. They got made whole. They got their healing. They got the ability not to be sick anymore, not to be down anymore, not to have bad days, have good days. Somebody asked me one day, I said, they said, you having a bad day? I said, no, I had a bad moment. I will not have a bad day. You know, because, you know, that's how people ruin their days. They start up in the morning and say, you know what? I got up and the dog got in the trash and the rest of my day was gone. (laughs) Woo! Sorry, hon. (laughs) The dog did get in the trash the other day. That, That does not make for a bad day. What do you do? Get your eyes on the loving kindness of God get your ears in the loving kindness of God. It doesn't matter what the the doctor said. It doesn't matter what the devil tried to do. It doesn't matter what people are saying. It doesn't matter how your body feels. The loving kindness of God has already judged you whole. The loving kindness of God has already made you righteous. The loving kindness of God has said, I loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I sent Jesus Christ to be the sacrifice for your health, for your life for your sin, for your body, for every part, anything that ever could come up, He's already made the sacrifice perfect. It's purchased. It's bought. Have it. Live in it. Walk in it. Be it. Amen? And when we do, we draw others unto us. Why? Not because you got healed. You got healing now. (laughs) Not only did you get healed, now you have healing. Amen? No, not healing for you. Healing for others. You got something to offer. I told somebody the other day. I said, "Until you get right with Jesus, you got nothing to offer somebody else." That's right. You don't. You don't. Why? You you ain't right with love. How are you gonna offer love when you ain't got love? They say, well, "I love them so much." No, you don't. You don't know how to love. You ain't got love. Right. But when you got the loving kindness of God in your life, and and you're and and you're operating with that loving kindness knowledge in you, and on you, and you begin to let it operate through you. And you begin to see your brothers and sisters as, as a field. Amen? You begin to see them as someone to hold up and to, and to keep strong. And you see, the, you see the, the, the lost and the dying world not as, well, oh, those old sinners, what are they doing? You see them like Jesus saw them, sheep without a shepherd. Amen. Amen? And the loving kindness of God begins to compel you to do everything you do in that day. Amen? And, and that loving kindness, it, it begins to be who you are. And, and, and pretty soon, you're not known by who that crabby person you used to be. You know what? He's just nice every day. Smiling all the time. I don't know how somebody can stay happy like that all the time. They know God loves them. That's right? right? They're not, they don't wake up and have a twinge in their arms and say, I wonder what I got. I wonder what I got. Oh, no. I wonder what... No! You say, well, I'm healed, so that's got to be something else. Amen? And if the doctor says, "You know what? It's terminal." God says, "My love is more terminal." My health is more terminal. My my health is more addictive. It's it's it, it can go they say what do they call those cancers? They call them uh, aggressive. His love is more aggressive than any cancer ever decided it could be. His love is greater. And it, ha- it speaks of better things. And through His love and through faith in His love, we obtain the goodness of God in the land of the living. And, but we have to refuse to see the junk. we we got to be like Peter before he looked around. Peter's on the water looking at Jesus and he's saying, Wow! And then he looks around and there's wind and there's waves. And he doesn't see the loving kindness that's before him anymore. And he can't hear Jesus saying come anymore. He hears the wind blowing and he sees the waves crashing. And all of a sudden his faith in what he saw is not as great as in his faith as in who he was. Because who he was is someone who can sink. Who loving kindness made him was somebody that can walk on water. And when we believe in the loving kindness of God, it doesn't matter how aggressive or terminal the disease is. God's more aggressive and He's more terminal. His love can cause terminal health in your life. It'll go go from the top of your head to the soles of your feet so quick that sickness and disease will just be eradicated. It's like when light hits darkness, it can't stay. When love hits you, sickness goes. You believe in the love of God and you be drawn to Him through His loving and kindness and you have the things that Jesus bought and paid for you to have and you be the love of God to others who don't know it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand up. I think I'm done. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise Him, praise Him.